Welcome back to the Mummy Mayhem podcast. I'm your host, Steph, first time working mum of Nate, a happy one-year-old. I'm all about family first and adjusting to the selfless life of being a mum. I'm passionate about mindfulness and filling your cup first before you fill others. Welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Mayhem podcast. With everything that is happening in the world, I felt the need to share my resources and support with you all. With mama's homeschooling, many not leaving the house, lives have been turned upside down. So it's so important that we come together and support one another right now. That's why this month's focus is on managing mayhem in isolation, aka motherhood. I want to invite some gorgeous mamas who are going through the exact same thing that we are right now. Some major changes, uncertainty, and a lot of overwhelm. Expect experts, mamas, and a teacher to share their experiences and mum hacks to get us through. We are not perfect. The majority of us are definitely not teachers, and we will get through this together. Remember, mamas, this too shall pass. And I'm here for you all, so please feel free to send me a DM as I'd love to chat. The aim here is to provide you with some resources to better support you right now and feel a little less overwhelmed. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting to Lara, a gorgeous mum blogger from the Gold Coast. I am in love with her content. There's always something innovative, fun and adventurous about what she shares with us. I first started to follow Lara online after meeting her at a Mama Network Christmas party last year, courtesy of Mama Cow Eco. She is just as vibrant and sweet in person as she is online. Lara shares family-friendly adventures including parks, playgrounds, and places to eat. My beautiful friend Chloe and I decided to start going on Mum Playdates together every Friday, ticking off the recommendations and reviews that Lara shared. We loved it and our boys had the best time adventuring together. It does help that Lara has a toddler as well, so it just makes sense. So since COVID-19 and isolation has come into play, our playdates and adventures have been put on hold. But her content has not. Lara has become so much more creative and now shares ideas for at-home play, Easter and Christmas theme play with, with restrictions easing, quiet places to picnic with the family as well. I'm excited to get to know Lara better and discover how she's managing isolation at home with a two-year-old. Lara shares with us why she decided to create Mrs. Ladida, her online blog. She also shares so much knowledge and value on uh, playing in nature with our little ones at home, chat about mum guilt and how sensory activities can be quite overwhelming when we compare them to social media and influencers. We also talk about what is her go-to sensory play on days when she's lacking motivation or supplies. Talk about with uh, everything happening right now in Queensland and how restrictions are loosening, where we should go that can avoid the crowds but still enjoy ourselves. And then we also go deep into how she deals with life at home when her hubby is working away and how that can take a toll on her mental health. By the end of this episode, I'm sure you'll feel just as I did, motivated and reassured. I also feel as though the expectations have been lowered about sensory play at home with my toddler. And yeah, I just feel an overwhelming feeling of 
we're doing a great job. So rug up, go for a nice walk around the lake, whatever floats your boat, grab a hot chocolate whilst you're house cleaning, I don't know, however you listen, just get ready because this episode is a good one. Hey Lara, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I'm really excited to have you on with me virtually. Yay, thank you for having me. No worries. So I'm going to do what I always do. And uh, the first question I usually ask my guests is, what are you doing for self-care this week? Um, I'm not awesome at self-care, I will admit, but Mm. I do, I'm very lucky. I work with a personal trainer twice a week. Um, She comes to my house. So I pop Alec down for his nap at midday and she turns up in my garage and we do a half-hour workout twice a week. So that's kind of my, like, she's knocking on my door regardless of whether I want to or not, um, <laughs> yeah. keeping me accountable, which is really good. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my non-negotiable there. Um, but otherwise, usually the after bedtime, that's 7 till 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. is my TV binge time. <laughs> yes, yes, I love a little Netflix binge, especially after seven <laughs> when yes. there's very little distractions. <laughs> yep, yep, TV's oh. all mine. <laughs> yes, love that, I love that. I also like the exercise, it's so good for your mental health. I'm way into my exercise, so I can relate um, in that way, and it does, it feels like it's your own time. It's a lot easier to do when the babies are in bed, so. Yes. That helps yes, well. so I'm, well, I'm very fortunate that we still have a midday nap, so that's yeah. our little um, get out there and exercise time. I'm probably not too into my exercise, like it's, it is a bit of a chore for me, but yeah. it feels good afterwards, so yeah. that's the main thing, as long as I feel good afterwards. Yeah. yeah, it's all about that feeling. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. And no one said that before. So thank you for sharing. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so this month's discussion is centered around motherhood in isolation. You yourself have a gorgeous two-year-old little boy. So what has isolation looked like for you and your family so far? Well, let's just say I am one who does not like to be at home. Mm-hmm. Um, in normal times, by nine o'clock every day, I'm out the door. So to yeah. suddenly be like, okay, we can't go anywhere. You can't even go to the park. It's been tough, I will definitely mm-hmm. admit. Um, it might seem on the surface, you know, I know you've been loving all my Instagram posts and things like that, that we're doing yeah. lots of fun things. And we are, but mm-hmm. it definitely takes um, a new level of motivation and inspiration. Um, when you're so used to relying on going outside, going to playgroups and activities mm-hmm. and um, hanging out with other kids to then yeah. suddenly be like, okay, you are the only person that your child now has contact with. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty full on and I'm sure everyone uh, will agree and will relate yeah. to that. Um, we've, we've managed We've managed quite all right. I am very proud of us as to how we've gotten through. And Alex has been really good. I can't, I really can't complain. There's been a few whingy days, but generally he's doing pretty good. So awesome. it's, yeah, a, a different different way of life for everyone, I guess. 
Yeah, exactly it is. And I guess with things starting to loosen a little bit, hopefully we'll get a little bit of normality back. So that's something to look yeah. forward to anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for Friday when they let us go to the park again. <laughs> I know. How exciting. I can't wait. That's going to be so good. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd get so excited about going to a playground? <laughs> it's, I think it's the small things though, isn't it? It's like those things that we took for granted hopefully never again we will yes exactly i know so many times we'd go to the playground we'd be there half an hour and i'm sitting there thinking okay i'm bored. like if i went on my own with with alex um yeah. i think oh i'm so bored of this now but never again never again for granted she can play all morning long and i will sit there happily <laughs> yeah i'm gonna switch lanes a little bit now um, and I'd love to know a little bit more about why you created your blog, uh, Miss Ladida. So my background, I actually um, studied at university a Bachelor of Business and I majored in public relations and marketing. Um, and it was my job to know the latest of everything, what was going on, where to go, what to do. Um, so my life did become a bit all consumed by social media. Um, Facebook actually came out when I was in uni. So it was definitely the early days of my degree. Um, so I started originally posting before child um, for my friends um, okay. of things to do and places to go then. But then life progresses and I got pregnant and I decided that I was going to take a year off from work, I was definitely going to have one year off. That kind of turned into two, and now I'm not going back. But oh, that's cool. <laughs> the the questions still kept coming from my friends. Um, obviously, different friends and different kinds of questions. But I was still getting asked, "Where should I go? What should I do? You know, mm -hmm. what to do?" And I thought, well, I'm still getting asked the same things. It's the same, same. It's just a different different crowd now. It's my mum friends instead of my work friends. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, Instagram particularly is always a reflection of your life and it kind of evolved into now let's talk all about um, parenthood and mm. you know, what I was doing. So um, I've always been someone who plans and researches and finds things. I love, I think sometimes I actually enjoy the search more than going to a place, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. I, I love looking for new things and I love finding inspiration. Mm. Um, so that was kind of the idea that came about it. Um, I'd seen quite a few things around Brisbane. I used to work in Brisbane, so I knew a bit more about that area. But I noticed that on the Gold Coast particularly, there weren't too many people sharing, particularly younger children um, things. There's a lot out there for, for older kids and even for just mm. adults, but I found there was a bit of a gap and I'd find all these different things and talk to my mum friends about it and they'd be like, oh, I never knew that existed. Or, oh, wow, that's really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. So I thought, you know what, let's let's take this and start sharing it wider. Wow. Um, and, yeah, it's been really well received, which is really good to see. I love the idea of mums getting out there with their kids, um, yeah. finding things that are either free or low cost or just really fun and entertaining for their kids. Yeah, awesome. I love it. That's so cool. And that's how I found you as well, was exactly that. My friend Chloe was following you on Insta and then we met you at that um, Christmas event. And then from there, yeah. we every Friday just 
started to look on your page and choose where we'd go for our mum play date. So you've really yeah. helped our little family. So that's really cool that um, you're you're willing to share your research with others. So thank you. <laughs> no, I love I love hearing people that are using um, my ideas and going out and finding these places themselves. Um, obviously, you know I I'm finding things that work particularly for me with my two year old. Yeah. Um, but I do try and also keep in mind, you know, families that have got some older kids or families with babies. Yeah, um, yeah so try and keep it a bit more all-rounded. Um, and yeah. I actually thought recently I'm so excited about getting back out there. Um, I know there is a lot for adults as well, but I might even start doing a little bit of a side segment with some date night ideas and things like that for yeah. um, when when the kiddies are with their, their grandparents or something. So. Yes, please. That would be amazing. I love that. That's so great. And then because like as parents, we don't really want to do the same thing that a lot of adults do sometimes, you know, so I feel like there's yeah. a little bit of a gap in the market anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, you know, it could be that you've got a babysitter, but your child doesn't go to sleep, for example, without you. So you can still go out for dinner, but maybe you're having an earlier dinner and you need something a bit different. Or, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of instances where um, the parents want to go out on a date. It could be a day date. It could be a breakfast date. It's mm. not your typical, you know, Friday young night. romance. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, Friday night out in the town. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. definitely. And maybe even, you know, things for if you're in a mother's group you know like if the mums are all kid free for a night something that the mums group could do you know so yeah there's, yeah there's a few ideas out there that hopefully once the world goes back to normal we can um, jump into and start yeah. sharing those as well awesome I look forward to seeing it all happen yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. for you your online content for me provides mamas like myself with a plethora of value so I guess I want to chat about some of the ways you can recommend right now how we can play in nature from our own home like what have you been doing in that in that regard yeah um so going outside getting outside probably the biggest thing that we have done um is going out he's got a little plastic trike you know the little three-wheeler plastic mm -hmm. trike um he's been really getting into that so we pop out to the park, um, we'll go for a little walk and he's probably just started, so he's just turned two, he's quite into discovering things. Um, so if we find a seed pot on the ground, we stop and pick that up. We find a red uh, leaf, his favourite colour is red, <laughs> we have to pick up all the red leaves. Um, so really just kind of slowing down and taking in what we're finding. We take his little mm -hmm. backpack and fill that up with all the bits that we find. Cool. Um, and then bring that back home. So anyone who, you know, you don't have to have a huge backyard. I do live on acreage, um, mm -hmm. but still going out, you know, we're allowed to go out for exercise, mm -hmm. going out to nature reserves, big open spaces. They're, they're everywhere. You're allowed to go for a walk, take yeah. that little bike, pick up those bits and pieces and take them back home. And then we use those in our play. So um, the mm -hmm. first thing I did was just set up some bowls and spoons um, I think I had an old egg carton and we just put everything we found out and a, bo a water bottle and he just played with it forever. I think he was more excited just for water. But, you know, mixing things up and making bush stew. Um, we turned the seed pods into little sailboats and sailed them around. So Cute. I think there's, there's a lot of simple things that if you kind of take their lead, um, mm. I think that's probably one thing a lot of people stress about is coming up with all these ideas. 
Yeah. These little kids, their imagination and their mind, it's firing nonstop and you don't need to give them so much structure, just, you know, a few simple tools to let them engage with it and see what they do with it. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. You know, I'll start doing something and he'll take it in a different direction. I'm like, okay, radio, that's what we're doing now. Yeah, so, not my intention, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. so definitely just letting them... Um, just go out, go for a walk, put their boots on, put their gum boots on and let them stomp around and see what they find. I think is probably yeah, the best way to keep it stress-free for both of you. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And I think what you just touched on then is kind of how I'm feeling. Um, I get a bit of mum guilt over not, you know, I feel as though I might not be doing enough sensory activities or, you know, you see all these Insta mums that are doing like five different sensory activities a day. And, <laughs> and when my little guy does sensory, um, it's like five minutes and he's done. Like <laughs> you do all yep. this effort to like, yeah, you make, I make these really cool things and then he's bored of them in a few minutes. Like you were saying, the distractions there and they turn it into what they want. So I guess, what are your tips on dealing with like the overwhelm of that mum guilt during that sort of yeah. period? <laughs> Probably the first thing is remember definitely Instagram is the highlight reel. There, mm. there might be like 5% of mums out there that are managing to do that much stuff with their kid and, you know, yeah. good on them. If they've got the time and the energy yeah. um, to keep up with their little ones and do all that, that's amazing. But I think it's it's remembering that you just have to do what you can manage. Like keep it keep it achievable for yourself. So for in my instance, my goal is three times a week we do one activity. Uh -huh. So it might be that we get it all done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It could be we do nothing at the beginning of the week and it all happens at the end of the week, whatever it is, but three days of the week I want to do one sensory activity that day. Yeah. Um, I think for me that is achievable. I'm a stay-at-home mm -hmm. mum, so I don't, I'm not going to work. Um, yeah. You know, like that's going to come into play for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. I'm at home and that's something that I can achieve. Yeah. Um, probably, like you mentioned, it can sometimes take, I think, so be, be realistic with what your circumstances are with your child as well because sometimes uh -huh. it does. It takes you half an hour to set up an activity. Yeah. And you're lucky if they'll play with it for five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in those instances, don't get disheartened. Um, what I tend to do if that happens is pack it away as much as I can, um, mm -hmm. but keep like keep it. Yeah. And potentially tomorrow it could be the right day or next week. Um, you know, our kids are just like us. They're going through different feelings. They're having good days. They're having bad days. Sometimes they're lazy. Sometimes they're really motivated. So. Yeah. If you think about yourself, you know, today you might want to read a book, but tomorrow you might not want to. So yeah. why do we expect our children to want to read a book every single day? Yeah. This is an example. Um, yeah. And I think people uh, don't give enough credit to things that happen just in everyday life, everyday circumstances. You know, mm -hmm. you are giving your child a sensory experience just by letting them join in on things that you're already doing. You know, if you're emptying the dishwasher, let them pull out the plastics, let them whack the plastic bowl with the spoon before they put it in the drawer. You know, talk about what yeah. sounds things are making, talk about colours, talk about shiny things, talk about dull things, sharp things, blunt things. Um, yeah. You know, 
suddenly you've emptied the dishwasher, tick, that's a household chore done. Yeah. And your child has just learnt about, you know, sounds or colours and, you know, you've ticked off two things. Mm -hmm. um, if you're peeling the vegetables for dinner, you know, don't throw the scraps straight in the compost or the rubbish bin. Leave them on the bench. Let them get their fingers in it and play with it and talk about, you know, what foods you're eating and, oh, yeah. these are the carrot peels. You know, rabbits eat carrots and apparently carrots make your eyes good. So, you know, <laughs> involve them in the tasks that you're doing because I think that the, the core of sensory play is just helping them to fire those little neurons in their brain um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be some fancy, Insta-worthy activity. It can just be something simple that you're already doing around the house. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And I, I did that the other day. I, I'm one of those moms that Googles things. And I Googled, you know, what should my 16-month-old be doing for sensory? And I was, you know, feeling overwhelmed. And when I Googled it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing these things without realizing it. Like, um, there was like yeah. peekaboo and things like that and nursery rhymes are really good right now for his age group and I was like yes I just do that for fun that's all right so like you said yeah. I think we need to alleviate the expectations and actually realize that things around the house or just you know being a mum is actually a sensory skill so exactly and and think that's People get caught up in the sensory play being, oh, they need to be touching and feeling things. Mm. You know, we've got the five senses. It's anything. Like you say, it's singing a nursery rhyme while you tidy up the playroom or, you know, like yeah. that. it's it's all things that help trigger their, their development. So, yeah, yeah go, go easy on yourselves and try and remember that, yeah, there's a lot incidental just happens during the day that is definitely helping their sensory skills. Yeah. love it love it all right well thank you so much for joining no problem yeah exactly I love that that's great um and then speaking of sensory play right now what are you doing with Alex to keep him entertained maybe on days when you are lacking that motivational supply or that sort of thing what are your go-to so I do have a lot of sensory bases in my laundry cupboard yeah, um, I've seen that. That's, that's <laughs> mum goals. <laughs> um, it's just things that I pick up around the place. I think people get caught up though in um, you know all these bright colours and fancy looking things, but mm. so much of it just comes from the two dollar shop, the craft store, bargain bins. Even just open the pantry up, and you'll find so much stuff in your pantry that they can use. So, yeah. I. Um, Originally, I just had his little water play table. It had two compartments in it, and I'd, I'd use that for his sensory play. I have just very recently, as part of his birthday, upgraded, and I now have a proud owner of the IKEA, I think it's a flea sat table with the Trofast tubs, and it is like sensory play goals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's taking it to the next level, but it's so easy just to use a plastic tub or, you know, your mm. water play table, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I always have that set up on our patio and then I just have my little tubs in the cupboard that I can pull out. So I'll do something as simple as, you know, you can use rice, pour some rice out, throw some puzzle pieces in it and put the puzzle boards down on the ground and let him play. He's now going to find the puzzle pieces, pull them out of the rice, play in the rice um, and put them, on, put them in the puzzle boards. So instead of just saying go to the playroom and do a puzzle, mm. you've added another element into it. It's a bit different to his usual, I've got to sit down and do a puzzle. Mm. Um, and who knows where he'll take it himself anyway, you know. Yeah. Have some 
cups and spoons there and he'll start scooping or the animals, you know, start talking about the animals. So little things like that. I love just pantry basics, pasta, rice, oats, lentils, coconut. Like there's so many things in your pantry that you can just pour out and let them play. Yeah. Um, I also, I do make homemade Play-Doh. The reason I make it at home is it lasts longer and I can make a bigger batch. So ah. those little tubs of Play-Doh I find are just not enough. <laughs> yeah. So I make one big batch of Play-Doh and I keep it in an airtight container in my fridge and it lasts a good six months. Wow. So it's not like it's something you have to make all the time. Yeah. Um, but that way I can just pull that out when I need to and I have another bucket, plastic bucket with all these Play-Doh cutters, little rolling pin. And Play-Doh at the moment is something that definitely buys us a bit of time. Yeah. Um, he'll happily play with that for half an hour, which Ooh. for a two-year-old is That's amazing. <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just keeping it keeping it simple um, and just keeping things on hand that you can easily pull out and then also pack away quickly and store for another day because no one likes to clean up. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. <laughs> another um, great tip. I my little one, he is only 16 months but he's already starting to like play-doh too but we've already had to chuck out like so much of it and it's so expensive to just buy more play-doh so i think i'm gonna gonna get that recipe off you and uh, make some play-doh <laughs> <laughs> definitely it's so easy and it lasts so well and that way if they eat it too it's totally fine it's tasty. safe yeah exactly i love that aspect as well for sure um also <laughs> in terms of um i see a lot of stuff on your instagram um with recommendations about places to go um, a lot more prior to everything happening but i've n recently noticed some really cool info about quiet places that you can go and explore and picnic at so great idea i love yeah. that so for our <laughs> listeners where do you recommend at the moment that our gold coast mamas can visit right now without the crowds yeah if for those that want to get back to their normal routine you know like i mean burley beach is obviously you know, the Gold Coast is ultimate beach, my favourite. Yeah. Um, but seeing pictures of that on the news, I'm just like, hell no, I'm not going there. That is just mm -hmm. crazy. Um, probably if you're really keen to get back to some of those places, I'd say take advantage of early wake-ups because, let's be honest, all toddlers are rise and shine nice and early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> jump in the car straight away and get out. Get out before the crowds are going. Um, keep in mind schools starting to return as well so the bigger kids are going to start to go back to school so it during the week is probably a good time to go um, yeah. so that's definitely my hot tip if you want to go back to where you were going yeah um, but on the weekend for example now that everyone is allowed to go out but really all we're allowed to do is picnic mm. um, I think it's just trying to keep in mind that there are a lot of places similar to your favorites that are a little bit off the beaten track so I know the first weekend that picnic started up, I saw photos of Mount Tambourine and it was insane. Yeah. Um, you know, just cars lining up everywhere. The hinterland in Mount Tambourine is definitely beautiful. You know, it's, it's well known on the Gold Coast. But we actually have a lot of other little places in the hinterland that don't get the crowds. So mm. there's places like Canungra, Lower Beachmont, Mount Nathan, it's yeah. I can't remember how to say it, Guanabar. <laughs> um, they are all equally as beautiful as Mount Tambourine. They probably don't have maybe as many facilities, but in mm -hmm. terms of picnic spots, 
nature walks, um, you know, toilet blocks. They're <laughs> all in those places as well. So definitely check out some of the surrounding um, towns before you quite get up into the mountains. Yeah. Um, Lower Beachmont is definitely one of my favourites. If you're a water fan and you usually hang out by the beach, check out some of our rivers. Um, oh, a lot yeah. of the councils, set, or a lot of the council, our council sets up a lot of picnic areas um, by the rivers. Look at fishing spots. A lot of the fishing spots on the rivers have nice little sandy beaches. Now, I'm not talking about a huge stretch of beach like you get at the Gold Coast surf beaches. Yeah. But when you've got toddlers and little kids, you don't need a lot. You just need a little patch of sand mm -hmm. that they can get in the water and splash their feet. So um, around Hope Island, there's quite a few nice little spots. Yeah. Going further south um, towards Eleonora, there's a couple of spots around the river around there. So follow the, the river streams. Puma River's got heaps. Um, obviously don't go major swimming because there are like bull sharks in the canals and rivers. But in terms of just having picnics along the water and letting your kids have a splash or, you know, taking the dog, um, I think the rivers and those little picnic spots are definitely underrated and a lot better. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And I really like what you said about um, thinking about the times of visiting de like certain destinations. I can relate to this one. So I went to Mount Tambourine as well last weekend with my little family and it was awesome. But we went around three and it was not very busy and then a few hours later we left and cars were coming up the mountain as we were leaving and I also yeah. noticed um, I got tagged in something on Facebook by a friend like were you there today it was so busy and I, it really wasn't when I was there and everyone was social distancing and all of that and I saw photos later and it was like so crowded and I, I realized that it was because everyone went for the sunset yeah so they're all wanting to go yeah. on a sunset picnic and that's why it got really crowded, whereas we were going at 3 p.m., which is a random time of the day. Um, yeah, and that, so that's but great. I, I love that. Particularly with, you know, toddlers and younger children, um, morning tea time and afternoon tea time. It doesn't yeah. always have to be about lunch and dinner. Yeah. You know, we've got little people who feed all the time. Um, <laughs> so morning tea picnic or making an afternoon tea picnic. And, I yeah. mean, for me, it works ideally. We haven't had lunch out in a very long time because Alex goes to sleep at 12 o'clock. Um, yeah. So we have lunch at 11, you know. Yeah, same. You're in the morning, 11 o'clock is a great time for lunch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or do an early dinner, start to have dinner at 5 o'clock. I mean, it, it is now 5 o'clock is kind of getting towards sunset time. But, you know, yeah, like yeah. you say, just work around and think, okay, people with older kids who haven't got time restraints, when are they going to be going? Um, and yeah. what works with you and your your children and the times that they're, they're working with. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. Um, and then I just want to kind of chat about something else that I've noticed from your socials as well. I know that your husband works away often. So I was wondering if you'd yeah. share with our, our listeners what a day in the life looks like for Lara and Alex and how you manage that. Yeah. Yes, so my husband, um, he, his work generally picks up between January and June um, yeah. and in that time of the year he can be travelling a lot. We always had a rule that he would be home for the weekend um, to yeah. give me a break. But in terms of ISO life, um, like he had to go to regional New South Wales recently um, and coming home, getting a flight there in the first place was the hardest thing ever because there's only 
one flight a day to Sydney. Yeah. Um, so coming home for the weekend just wasn't a realistic option this time. Mm-hmm. So it was. This is actually the longest trip that he's done away from us, and it was two full weeks. Oh wow. Um, which would normally be tolerable, but yeah, throw that into self isolation uh-huh. and suddenly. I'm home for two full weeks with a two-year-old. Great yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think for me how I've gotten through it is trying to stick to a bit of a routine. In normal times, we're always out the door at 9 o'clock um, mm-hmm. and we're always back home by 11.30 to do, you know, wind-down nap time. Yeah. And that's probably our biggest part of the day. So for me it was, okay, how can I replace our 9 o'clock outing with something around the home? The home? So that's where my sensory play activity, my three times a week, my sensory activity. We get up at six, have breakfast, a lot of free play. The TV goes on. I'm not going to deny that we don't need the TV. (laughs) The TV goes on once we get up in the morning um, and that helps me just to run around, get breakfast, tidy up, get stressed and get something organised. But by nine o'clock, that's my time, right, we sit down now and hopefully I'll get half an hour to 45 minutes out of an activity that we'll do. Um, then suddenly it's morning tea time. Isn't it great how often they eat? Yeah, <laughs> so often. <laughs> so we'll organise morning tea together. Um, that could be that we might actually maybe once a week we might bake something together so that will take up some time. Otherwise, we grab a quick snack. Um, I've been utilising a lot of YouTube videos for like children's music classes so one of our favorites is music with Mike Um, he's actually in the UK but he does once a week he does a new music class he plays the guitar and uses a tambourine and you know simple things and there's different themes whether it's dinosaurs or aliens or whatever Uh yeah Um, and that's that's half an hour so I'll pop Mm. that on the telly for half an hour and I bring out all our musical instruments so Alex can sit down and play them while he watches or we've also signed up um, Toddler Sense does online classes twice a week as well at the moment, so we're doing them. So probably that late morning, um, just before his nap time, we we are generally doing some sort of an online activity. Yeah, cool. Um, I try and sit down with him, but sometimes you know I've got stuff to get done around yeah. the house, so mm-hmm. I'll sneak in that time to clean up the kitchen or fold the laundry, put the washing on, whatever it is. Awesome. Um, he has his little nap at lunchtime and then um, that's my generally two hours to myself. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so as I said, twice a week I have my personal training session. Um, otherwise I'll, I might jump online and write a blog post for the week. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just chill out and if the magazines come in the mail, I'll have a read of a magazine. Other times I whip around frantically trying to get the rest of the tidying How, done. Half work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I might even sit down and have lunch on my own. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that's, that's my little two hours. Then yeah. sure enough, the afternoon's rolled around. Um, so our afternoon, I find the afternoon actually goes quite quickly for us. Mm. Um, our yard is very sunny in the morning so we tend to stay indoors but in the afternoon it gets quite shady so that's yeah. our time to hit hit outdoors we get his bike right on the driveway kick a ball um, we actually make quite an outing of just going to the mailbox um, mm. you know it's amazing just walking down to the mailbox how many things you can find on the ground and yeah. what we see look at the clouds wave to the cars driving past and suddenly half an hour is gone so <laughs> um, 
that from that like three till five is definitely our outside playtime, mm-hmm. and then by five o'clock it's time to get dinner ready. TV definitely goes back on then. Yeah. Um, usually I'll put play school on or something like that, so he can sit oh, cool. down and watch TV while I get dinner ready, and he is in bed by seven o'clock. Let me guarantee yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, cool. I think, um, reminding myself that reminding myself that the the two parts of the day, I think, is what works best for me. You know, don't mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and think, oh, my gosh, I've got a whole other day to get through. I wake up yeah. and I think, right, what are we doing this morning? And I only think about yeah. the morning. Um, and then once he's down for his nap, I can kind of reset my mind, refocus because I've got a little bit of time to myself. And go, okay, now we're looking at the afternoon. Um, yeah. It's not, not quite so intimidating. Yeah, yeah it's not as daunting. I, and it's... It's so true that as mums we do, we get full of overwhelm sometimes and we're like, how are we going to keep this toddler happy, you know, for an entire day or entertained? And when you look at it in the small fragments, that, yeah, yeah. way more manageable. So yeah, that's great yes, advice. And I'm such a routine mum. I was just like, that was singing to my soul. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, this is me. This is me. And Nate, my little one, is pretty much the same routine except we swap. We have mornings in the sun and then afternoons are our like sensory playtime. Yeah. Stuff. So we just swap that around. But apart from that, it's, it's pretty bang on. And I think that's why yeah. I get through the day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Find, find a little routine that works for you. And I definitely mm-hmm. think, yes, yeah, splitting the day into... Uh, an inside and an outside also mm. also helps. Yeah. Yeah. Great tip. Thank you. Um, next is for my listeners. How can they get in touch with you or to follow your journey? So I've got a couple of places. I like to be everywhere. Awesome. Um, I started off with just my website, MrsLadiDar.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually recently given it a bit of a, a rejig, given Ooh. that we've been a bit quiet and I hadn't been posting as many reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I've got around 50 reviews of different places to go on there now. Um, cool. So I've broken it down. I've categorised it a bit better. So if you're looking specifically for water play, you can search for water play. Um, there's a category for nature play with category for play at home. So I've broken it quite down now into um, different categories. Cool. So that's a really good place to go if you're actively seeking something to do on the weekend. Otherwise, yeah. Facebook and Instagram, and of course. Um, yeah. I'm probably more active on Instagram, particularly with Insta stories. can show a little bit behind the scenes, getting things ready, how I do things. Yeah. Um, but all my Insta posts definitely do go on to Facebook as well. So my handle is always at Mrs. Ladida. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and thank you for joining me today. I know our listeners will have so many new ideas and tips to come from everything and all of your advice today. So, um, yeah, thanks for reassuring us all that we're doing a great job. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. I think the main thing is, yeah, just, um, do what works for you and use Instagram and social media as your source of inspiration Mm. Um, but definitely remember it's the highlights reel. So if your day doesn't look exactly like that, well, that's totally cool. I've definitely had days in the last six weeks where we have watched TV all day long because you know what? Yeah, today just wasn't going to happen, but tomorrow is always a new day and you find the motivation again. 
Exactly, exactly. That's right. So you use you use it for inspiration, not comparison. Yes, definitely. This week's shout out of the week goes to Mirakai Whole Food Kitchen. This is a yummy cafe located in Labrador. It's super cute, uh, pretty much churn park is how I describe it. We ordered through them for Mother's Day and we got a really cute Mother's Day bundle with yummy cakes and sandwiches and salads. My mum absolutely loved it. We created a little cute picnic for her. Uh, We also ordered some coffees and they were so yum too. So remember to support your local cafes, uh, especially right now with them not having anyone dining in. It's still so important to support them. This seemed like a family-run business, really friendly, and yeah, I would definitely recommend I'm going to one day when they're open, I'm going to dine in because it just, yeah, it was really lovely and cute and so delicious. They also have vegan options, um, which I love because Nate is dairy intolerant. So if I order vegan food, I know there's going to be no dairy. So that's awesome too. And gluten-free options, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to shout them out because they were so helpful. I ordered last minute and yum, yum, yum. You can follow them on Instagram. I will tag them in my socials, but it's M-E-R-A-K-I Whole Food Kitchen. Wow. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you took value from this, I would love for you to share it on your socials, leave a review, um, give us five stars. Even just send us a DM on Instagram at the Mummy Mayhem Podcast. We really love our audience and what we love most is that we get to interact with you in real life. So thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Say bye-bye.